Let's strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and today we're going to talk about authentic storytelling. I'm very excited to introduce you to my guest in just a moment. But before we do, I want to make sure that you are welcomed. If you are watching this live on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, um, X right now, um, or maybe on YouTube, let us know where you're watching uh, uh, um, us from live. And if you're watching this on the replay and you have questions throughout the show, make sure you put hashtag replay with your question in the comments. Um, last but not least, a special shout out to those of you um, who listen to Strategy Talks as a podcast. So before I introduce my guest and bring him onto the stage today, a quick shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So here is today's guest, Ryan Coral from Tell Studios. Hi, Ryan. How are you today? What's up, Doreen? I am so excited that you're here. I was on your podcast a while back. Yeah. So fun. So now we're on my podcast. And this time we're going to talk about authentic storytelling. So, but before we do, I want people to know who is Ryan Coral. So Ryan's journey shaped significantly by his own higher education experience has evolved into a dynamic career as a seasoned documentary filmmaker and entrepreneur with over 18 years in the industry. Um, he brings the transformative power of his experiences to his work, showcasing the critical role of higher education through video and authentic storytelling. His passion for fostering lasting partnerships with clients helps craft narratives that inspire, spotlight legacies, and bolster institutional growth. And that's really what I want to talk about because our audience on Strategy Talks um, is a combination of marketers who need to grab the stories from their clients and of course entrepreneurs authors coaches who have this story inside them and don't know how to get it out and so i'm excited to talk to you today oh man yeah i'm excited to talk about all of those things uh, lots, of, lots of pressure yeah yeah no pressure yeah should i just start talking because i, <laughs> yeah, I feel absolutely. like you might need to like dial me in here uh i, I was just thinking as you're reading all of that uh, I was just thinking about when I first got into video. Uh, I mean, it was it was about 20 years ago. And then over the the first two years, I was working at uh, the the college that I had attended and convinced them to buy me a video camera and a computer uh, so that I could start making videos to tell the college's story. Um, because I I was watching video the church that we were attending. They played these very powerful story videos, and every weekend I'm just like weeping at these like transformational uh stories and i was like I, that's what i want to make so i brought that to the college i got to start playing and uh, and then eventually i was like i i need to do just video full-time and so i ended up leaving the college and uh, my my wife and i were newly married we had like little to no debt and it was just like let's let's just 
see if this works. And so I got into it. But I remember uh, as I was thinking about the kind of stories that I really wanted to tell, it was it was like real human, authentic stories. I didn't want to make commercials for TV that felt you know scripted and canned and all of that. I wanted to be able to uh, create like real emotion and uh, and to make people cry. And as I was, uh, you know, trying to figure out a name for the business, um, I just kept going back to this idea that everybody has a story. And I know today when I look at like anybody that's in, you know, marketing, branding, video, whatever, that's like, it's somebody's tagline. It's, it's almost everybody's tagline. Everybody has a story. Let us tell yours. But, but really, most people, even entrepreneurs who are doing amazing work and impacting, you know, so many lives, they, a lot of entrepreneurs would just say like, yeah, like, you know, my story, whatever, like, I know the work, I know how to help people, but it's like, no, 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 like, you have some, you have gold inside of you, and I don't care who you are, where you come from, whether or not you are an entrepreneur, uh, but seeing as this is the audience, it's like, if, if you are, creating an impact if you're passionate you really care about this work man when people can understand your why i mean that's where you, when you've got competition and people around you when they can really understand your why uh, you're going to draw the right people your ideal audience versus just throwing out a blanket statement of like you know here's who I help. That's helpful to know that. But when people can really understand like your why, your motivation, your history, how you got to where you are, what, what you really care about, like that's, that's the thing that's going to allow you to work with your, your, your bestest people. Yeah. So how do you convince somebody? Because say you're a marketer and you're starting with a new company, you know, there are people out there who feel like that's part of their their personal that's too personal i don't mm. want to share the why or i don't want to get too personal on say social media i don't want to really tell that story um but there's always there's always the why but they don't necessarily think it's important enough how do we convince yeah. somebody or how do you get the right story see that's the other part mm. i think sometimes we get stories out of at least i feel like we get stories out of clients but they're not really the right stories to tell mm. and they're not hitting the right way. So how do you go about identifying that? Do you just get people in a room and just get them talking? Like yeah. what's the, what's the magic there? Yeah. I mean, convincing is uh, like, that's just one thing I don't really like to do. I, I, I think that whenever we've chatted with a client or potential client in the past and they're very hesitant to share their story for reasons like you said like oh you know like i i just don't like it's not that important whatever i just don't think it's going to do what it needs to be or i don't like to be on camera any any of those kinds of excuses uh then the very next thing i would say like okay well you know one thing that would be really powerful to do is to tell some of the transformation stories uh, of your clients and the people that you're working with. So immediately people are like, oh yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. But eventually as people start seeing the impact and you, you see this today now with like bigger brands, uh, people doing these like, you know, real life, like mini documentaries that's uh, day in the life of, uh, or, you know, transformation, like what was my life like before working with this brand and what is it like now? So I think when, when you can start focus, start focusing on the transformation and then for, for any 
you know, if, we, if you start working with a client and you and you're just like so convinced that their story needs to be told, it's like the convincing, any convincing that I might do is like, do you believe in your mission? Do you believe in the work that you're doing? And if so, then you have to believe that the message is is bigger than than your uh, whatever thing is in the way of you telling your story. Oh, I don't want to be on camera. I don't like how I sound. I don't like how I look. Or uh, I think there's better stories out there. But if you really are passionate about the message and your mission, then that that should definitely uh, go in front of whatever insecurities you might have. It's so important. Like when you're, here's the thing, an entrepreneur probably goes to networking events, workshops, conferences, and, and they put themselves out there and they're, they're meeting people and they might not want, they might be introverted. They might not like doing that, but they understand the importance of it. And video is the same way. It's like, you've got to be able to take some of those same things that you get when you're meeting people to be able to bring it onto a screen, that's the next best thing than meeting somebody in person is for them to like be able to see you, kind of feel what kind of person you are and what you really care about. When you can do that in a video, man, you are winning. Yeah, that's so good. Absolutely right. You, you're right. And I have a client who actually I was talking to this morning that I've had for a long, long time. And she was very, very brave and told a very um, personal and scary story years ago. Mm. And she just asked me to rewrite the story because the local newspaper is going to print it. It's a story worth sharing again and again. And so I helped her condense the story. And it, it's, it's very, very personal. But it is a story of why she's doing what she's doing. Mm. And the world needs to know that because it could help somebody else. So Absolutely. I get that. So where do we start? Storytelling has a long, long history before we had words to write, before we had, you know, books to read and, and to print. People were selling, telling stories for thousands of years. So what makes a good story, Ryan, in your book? What, what does it have a beginning, a middle, an end? Does it have to have, what are some of the elements? Because, you know, those of us who are watching and listening, you know, we remember the books that we read, but we don't always analyze why we like it. Do mm. you have some things for us to to consider when we're starting to think about the story we need to tell of a framework? Yeah, I think before we jump into that, I, I just wanted to mention that I, you know, I have an email list and I'll email my, my list, you know, a couple of times a month. And Sometimes I get a replies. I'm always asking, trying to get people to give me feedback. And, uh, but it's, it's always the emails that I send out where I'm either very vulnerable in the email itself or I'm pointing people to a video where I, I share some just like some real raw, like somewhat hard stuff to share. And I know everybody right now is like, I did not want to, you know, I don't want to get vulnerable. But if you know, I'm a big Brene Brown fan and uh, she, I think, has done so much good work to help encourage and inspire us to to try to be more real and authentic and vulnerable. Yeah. But when I've shared, when I've written vulnerable emails, it is insane the amount of responses that I get. People like, oh my gosh, thank you. You know, it feels so nice knowing that you don't have it all together. I, I can, I can, but, but like the trust. It, in, in uh, connection, just it's insane how, how that works. So 
when, when we're thinking about like, you know, what is the framework or the most basic framework is, uh, is I think, I mean, starting with the end in mind, like what, what are you going after here? Like, what is the hope? So if it's an email or if it's a video that you're making, like, why are you making it? What, what is, what is the call to action? And the call to action might just be, you want to build trust and you want to build connection. So there is no like sign up to my list, do this thing or whatever. Um, and that can be a call to action. You just want people to feel a certain way. You want to draw them in. And, and maybe what you're hoping is that, uh, more people that, uh, or, or, or you would um, get people to say either this person is totally for me or like, nope, not, not, a, not a fit here. Uh, that, that's a win as well. Sure. So in, when, when, you, when you have a clear idea of what it is that you're after, then hopefully whatever story that you're, you, you're going to tell will, will help you get closer to that, um, that call to action. And I think you know, at the core of, uh, of, a an interesting story, it really is like, what is the transformation? Like what happened? Like something had to have happened. And, and there's like, you know, the before and the after. So yeah, it could be a three part, you know, kind of thing. Like everything was fine in my life. Uh, but then this happened, you know, I lost everything. And then I found this, or I started doing this, or I stopped doing this. Uh, and then I don't have everything together, but man, my life is so much better. Uh, or I've been able to help so many more people because of this thing. So it's, it's really like, what is that thing? What is it? What was that moment or a moment, um, that changed you that, you know, made you think different, made you act different, made you treat people different? What was that moment that in your business, if you started a business, why did you, why did you decide to start a business? It, for most people, I would say they didn't start a business just because they, they wanted to make a lot of money. They, th there was something that changed, a light bulb that went off, something significant happened in their life. Maybe they lost their job, you know, that they had for 20 or 30 years. And they were forced in a corner and they realized like, oh my gosh, this is the only other thing I know how to do is this thing. And I, 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 I and, and I care about it so much. I never thought that I could make money at it, but uh, I didn't have another option. And so I, I charged somebody for, and then realized like, oh my gosh, I, maybe I could, maybe I could do this thing. And, uh, you know, so for me, when, when I first started doing video, we were telling uh, wedding, we were creating wedding films for a long time. And a friend of mine said, Hey, you should consider doing work with businesses. And I was like, I, I, I don't want to, like, I don't care about uh, helping a company make more, more money. money. Right. And what he said was, dude, you have to re realize that anybody that starts a business, there's a, there's a why. Mm -hmm. And they had a significant moment, an epiphany that, yeah meant a lot that changed their lives and that's why so if you can like get to the heart of that that's that's so interesting and so powerful yeah so earlier you were talking about you started a business because you know you wanted to tell those stories is that your why is that the, the is is that why you started your business yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I, I believe that people matter. Their stories matter. I ran into so many people that are like, no, no, but you know, nothing, I don't, I don't have any great stories. And it's like, 
you do, you just don't know how you haven't unearthed them or you haven't walked alongside somebody else that can help you do that because we're our own worst critic. You know, we don't believe we have much to offer. And, you know, once you start to get to know somebody and you're, you're learning their story, it's like, wow, that's powerful. But they, to them, it's just, just before, before we hit record here and you're like, Hey, we're talking about authentic storytelling. I'm like questioning. I'm like, do I know anything about authentic storytelling? I'm like, this is what I do. Of course I do. Right. 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 Exactly. Well, and that's what kind of where, you know, do, does somebody need help getting the story out of them? And I think the answer is yes, because all of us are in our own head. Totally. And whether it's inspiration from Brene Brown, who I also love, or talking to a friend, a mastermind group, or you know, ha- being on a podcast with somebody like you who does this for a living, I think when we start thinking about our why and start telling that story, those elements, especially when you talk about transformation, mm. I think that's that's really that's really good. So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, what was that transformational moment? What how were you before and how are you now? Or how was your client before and how is your client now? And what is that transformation? Um, and I think that that's. That's amazing. I started my business, uh, incidentally, um, because my youngest son went to kindergarten. I had four, I had four kids and they were in middle school and elementary school. And then the youngest one started kindergarten. I'm like, I have seven hours a day. What on earth am I going to do? <laughs> Forgetting about having them home all summer and, you know, sick right, days and right. all of that. Oh, yeah, that's when that. I started my business. Like, what am I going to do with the rest mm-hmm. of my life? You know? And so that was definitely a transformation for me because now I am half of a team that supports our family, you know, Mm -hmm. now that's, it's, it's really changed the dynamics of our family and how the kids interact with me now that they're adults, um, as also, you know, being the second breadwinner. And so it's definitely, that is definitely a story. And, and I love that you said everybody has that, that story. So, um, elements, you, you were talking about the transformation, how does a good story start? You know, if we're talking about video, your video, your filmmaker documentary, is there anything that you can tell us maybe what not to do? Like, you know, it might not be as easy to say, well, go do this because this is what I do. But are there some things that you like, we really shouldn't do if we're going to tell a story? Yeah, don't uh, read from a teleprompter. Okay. <laughs> Because that, you know, that can come off very inauthentic, uh, unless you're very good at, uh, I, I would say if, if you struggle with uh, landing the plane, my hand is raised, uh, because yes, sometimes I do um, have a hard time stopping ending uh, when I'm just in conversation. And uh, I think, you know, for me, I'll, I'll write a basic script and I'll add ums and uhs or, um, you know, just I'll create distraction not distractions but things that might seem like oh that, that he's just like shooting from the hip I'm like eh, sometimes i am uh, i mean like right now i'm not reading from a script yeah. but uh yeah i mean i think that's a pretty i i would hope that reading from a teleprompter reading your story from a teleprompter uh w- would be an obvious one but i know it's not because i remember early on we filmed this woman's story and it's an amazing story but she's like i want to read it and i'm like uh okay and she read it and she wasn't comfortable, like, you know, shooting from the hip. And I, I just remember when we finished that video, they loved it. They thought it was so good. But the thing that was missing was the, the, was the heart, like the, the stumbles, the, like the real rawness mm-hmm. of, of somebody sharing. Um, so 
as, as I'm thinking through this for anybody that uh, I would love a takeaway for somebody to say like, okay, like maybe, maybe my story is worth telling. How, like, where would I even start? And I would just say bringing somebody else in, okay. whether it's a friend, a spouse or somebody else um, and having, you know, having just some questions to start with, uh, because again, we, we're, we suffer, we struggle with imposter syndrome, like, oh, you know, it, my story really isn't that big of a deal. Uh, you just need somebody else to, to be able to ask some of the hard questions and to get you talking and to kind of pull that out. Now, obviously, if you can, you know, have somebody like Doreen, somebody that's a professional help, I mean, knowing like what are some of those important things, that's going to probably help you get there faster. Uh, but doing it on your own, especially if you've never done it, is going to be really really difficult um, because uh, we're just going to constantly tell ourselves like, ah, that, that's nobody probably really cares about that. Uh, but we don't really know until we start sharing it. And then people start giving us feedback of like, wow, I can't believe you went through that. I went through that too. And high five, because now I feel like I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And if, and I'm, I'm telling you, if you're watching this, listening to this, if you want to see some storytelling, amazing things, look for the things that go viral on TikTok. Sometimes it's, I just saw one this today where a li librarian um, pulled out picture books for high schoolers. Now talk about doing something different. She's like, high schoolers are told to read all these books. They're not interested. High schoolers don't want to read. They have to read for school. They don't want to read for pleasure. She's like, how about going back to the basics of picture books? And she had a bunch of books that talk about, you know, going to kindergarten and being afraid to make friends and mm -hmm. difficulties and people look at me because I look different or I'm disabled or, you know, all these things that teenagers, that angst that they have. And she's like, go back to reading. With high school, I was like, how authentic is that video? She was brilliant. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I, I saw the story. I clicked on it. I watched her TikTok. It's like, this got me because I had teenagers. I did read to them. I know their struggle of reading in high school. So I thought that was brilliant. So there's lots of examples out there. If you're not sure what story to tell um, of doing that now, is it okay to chop up your story? Like, you know, we're talking about your documentary, your, your, the longer movies. Um, now that we're in the age of vertical video and, and TikTok and reels and uh, how do we go about that? Is it okay to say part one, part two, part five? Is it a series? Is it, you know, like, are there any tips that you can give us there that could help us? Yeah, I think, I mean, the way that people are consuming content today you've got to hook them so if if you're going to post your story on tiktok and you're going to start i'm going to start my story well let's see i was born in you know 1977 grew up in metro detroit area uh you know i had mom and a dad you know and that's like how my story starts like people are gonna be like uh what's in this for me right because that's what everybody's thinking when they click on this thing but if my story starts um Hey, in uh, seventh grade, the summer going into seventh grade, my mom and dad sat us down. We'd never had a family meeting before, and they said they're getting divorced, and it changed everything for me. And that's where my story starts. But and then I can say, like, you know, I was born in '77, blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, I think cutting up your story, you know, it's the hook is so important with uh, with the way that social media and media is being consumed today. Um, if you're creating a 30 or 40 minute documentary, like some of these longer format pieces that we're creating, those aren't 
you know, that, that 40 minute piece isn't going to sit on TikTok, but we could definitely cut up, you know, parts of our, that, that 40 minute piece and put that and use that all over social. And it's really going to come down to like, okay, is there some kind of a hook? Is there what's interesting about this? And once you get them hooked, then yeah, part two, three, four, five, they don't, you don't have to necessarily have hooks. Although if there are teasers or things that can help get people to stick around, like you're going to want to, you know, be able to touch on those as well. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit more about social. Um, where do stories, where, if, if you're making a video, where should stories live? Are you saying on your own website, on YouTube? Like if somebody say nobody knows Ryan Coral, a lot of people do, but say they just meet you today for the first time and they're like, okay, I want to know Ryan's story. Where does your story live? Mm, yeah. I mean, it needs to be in all the, all the places okay. and uh, in probably different formats for each of the places. And even I'm realizing that, too, because I, you know, it wasn't until about a year ago uh, that we started putting some energy behind social. It was just like we were we're creating content. We're creating social stuff for all of our clients. Uh, we, we had dabbled in it probably a decade ago. Nothing was really catching. And I'm like, this is just a waste. Like we've got good business. We know how to network. We know how to, you know, explore and find opportunities and social just hasn't worked for us. So like, let's stop wasting energy there. But as, as we're, you know, launching a new brand, I'm doing more coaching and helping, uh, online, you know, I've got my podcast and whatnot. It just makes uh, more sense. And we're finally starting to see some traction like, oh, yeah, you actually, uh, you know, if you have a very specific audience you're going after and you know what their problems are, it's much easier to create the kind of content that gets viewed. So on your, you know, about page, that's a great spot to have, you know, a five minute, a 10 minute long story or multiple stories of your story. And then, you know, on your LinkedIn, maybe have a teaser of that. And then for the full, you know, about me, click on here and it takes you to your about page and, and then breaking it up into, you know, 30 to 60 second snippets of the most powerful moments of your story. And again, pointing people to the longer uh, version of that story or breaking it up into multiple parts on TikTok reels, YouTube shorts, et cetera. Definitely the full version on YouTube, uh, YouTube right now can cut up your story using AI and saying, okay. Uh, I mean, we've used multiple uh, AI softwares to try to find the magic clips inside of uh, longer form videos. And it's like, it's crazy how far it's come. Uh, It's got a ways to go before it's, it's actually, uh, I think it can move people's hearts. Um, But still using all the platforms and knowing that each one needs to kind of be served a little bit differently. And then also always having a, okay, what is the call to action? What's the next step for people being very intentional, whether that's in the video itself or in the captions uh, directing people. Yeah, that makes sense. Now you talked about earlier, the tip you gave, don't read off of the teleprompter, but do you recommend having some sort of a script? Yeah. I, I, having an outline for sure, Mm -hmm. super duper helpful. Um, I think having a very, you know, like, let's say you interviewed me for my story. I never shared my story before you interviewed me. I would want to have uh, an opening line and a closing line that would probably be a little bit more handcrafted and in practicing that and kind of rehearsing that in, in a very, 
uh, like conversational way, I think that could be, that could be pretty powerful. Um, unless you're just a natural storyteller and you know how to open and you know how to close. But I think those are two very important, uh, parts and those could be done on the back end you know so you we, we do this 30 sure. minute interview and then it's like okay let's spend 10 minutes and just try to think like how can we open what would be a good opener what's kind of the philosophy of this video and then how can we close this so reading from that or practicing it you know saying it five or ten times until you get it you know exactly how you want it uh that's that's probably what i would recommend uh, that's really, really good, actually. I love that. I've seen people do that, of course, with podcasts and, you know, that you, they record the podcast and then they go back and they, they record that intro with this is what we're going to talk about or this, these are the outcomes and then the outro of, you know, if you've listened to this and you're at the end, you know, here's a call to action. This yep. is what I gained. So, yeah, that's fantastic. So, Ryan, um, how can people connect with you and where can they find you on socials? I'm not on social. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on social, pretty much all the handles are my first and last name is Ryan, R-Y-A-N, and last name is K-O-R-A-L, Coral. So at Ryan Coral, uh, probably spend the most of my time on LinkedIn. That's where most of our content is shared. And I have a portfolio of work plus con like quality content for people that want uh, – want to be telling better stories, want to know how to use video in different ways. If you go to tellstudios.com slash secrets, cool. we have a whole series. Uh, it's video marketing secrets. I share some software tools that we use that make editing incredibly easy. I've got a gear checklist. If you want to kind of up level your gear and you're, you're on a shoestring budget um, or you're, you know, or you've got a lot of money, we've got uh, kind of different, here's different gear for different scenarios, lights, uh, those kinds of things. But if you go to tellstudios.com slash secrets, uh, you can sign up for that and get um, what I think is quality content uh, if you're interested in up-leveling your storytelling and or you know what your videos look like and sound like. That's fantastic. I'll make sure to I'll link that in the show notes and I'll put it in the comments below um, so you can just click through and get that information. Ryan, thank you so much for being with me today. And I'm very excited. I, I might need to retell my story. I think I have a lot of stories in me that I'm so busy getting it mm. out of my clients that I don't tell enough of my own. Yeah. So I really appreciate you being with us today and sharing uh, some of these great tips. Uh, and if you're watching and you're listening and you're excited to, to, to you know, get to take this advice and, and say, it's time, I need to tell my story, connect with Ryan and tell studios. I'll be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Dirk.